Buenos dias, good morning, and welcome to the North Brevard Church of Christ. This is our social distancing worship video. Today is Sunday, April 26th, 2020. This morning, we have a message from Mike that's relevant to the isolation and the situation going on right now with the virus. We also have a prayer by Deacon Kevin Thornton. We have Lord's Supper comments and prayers by Pat Rust. We also have singing today, like usual. We have our PowerPoints, so you can sing along. The music in the background is the annual sing at the Kleinwood Church of Christ in Houston, Texas. It doesn't have to sound like you're singing by yourself. You're singing as part of a congregation. Sing along, express your love, express your worship for our God. We also have a very special scripture reading, scripture reading from Isaac, and that's to follow. Well, let's get things rolling. Worship our God, who loves us, has mercy on us, taking care of us each and every day of our lives. Good morning, Tower. We're reading Psalms 107, 1 through 2. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble.
Let us go to our God and Father in prayer. Father God, we just want to thank you for this beautiful morning you blessed us with, for this time that we can come and stop what we're doing and focus in on you and focus in on your word and, and gain strength and, and fellowship with one another. Father, I know that we're not together, but we are together in spirit and that we pray, Father, that you hear our prayer this morning, hear our request. Father, we know that you're a mighty God that is capable of doing mighty things, and we pray, Father, that you intervene on where we are in the world today. We pray, Father, that uh, you bless this country in which we live and dwell, and we pray, Father, that this pandemic comes to a close soon. Father, we pray, Father, for the folks that are our front lines, our folks that are working in the hospitals, taking care of sick people. We pray, Father, for this great country in which we live and, and dwell and, and live in and, and peace. We pray for our president. We pray for his advisors. We pray, Father, for this great nation in which we live and pray, Father, for that we can find a cure for this pandemic that we're living in right now. Father, we also pray for our local government, for our governor who will be making a decision shortly about what we do as a country and as a nation here in Florida with regards to opening it up and getting people back to work. Father, we just pray for wisdom for him and that he will use his advisors to make the best decision in getting people back to work. Father, we also pray, Father, for our local school board members and our school board uh, superintendent. We pray for Dr. Mullins, we pray for Jane Klein, and the cabinet that's making the decision about schools going forward, and we ask, Father, for their wisdom guidance, and we pray, Father, that they too make the best decision for us in going forward. Father, we're so thankful for this avenue of prayer and that we have to be able to come to you and lay our needs and wants and desires at your feet. We pray, Father, that... Uh, you bless us our time together here today and, and study your word. We're so thankful for Jesus and for what he's done for us, his life, the examples, his teachings. And we pray, Father, that you uh, allow the word today from Mike to penetrate our hearts, to soften our hearts, and to be able to be able to see that example that Christ is living in us. Father, we also pray now, Father, for, you know, opening hearts and minds that, you know, people that may be able to utilize this pandemic for the good and people turning back to you, turning back to God, that they may see Jesus in, in us and that we may be impactful for those in whom we come in contact with. Father, we're mindful of the congregation here. Although we're not meeting together, we are here together in spirit. We pray, Father, this morning that you bless this congregation. We have many on our sick list that we want to pray for this morning, Father, and lift up their names before you, while others also are praying with me this morning that they also, too, will be bringing names before you. Father, we pray for Calvin Nobles and his recovery at home. And we pray, Father, for some good success with the doctors that are working with him and the antibiotics that he's taking. We pray, Father, for success there, that we too may be able to see him soon. Father, we pray, Father, for um, 
Brent Fitzgerald's. We're rejoiced with the results that he received this past week. We thankful Father that the pathologist report came back negative and it's not cancerous. We just pray, Father, that the doctors can find a path forward for him and for dealing with um, this issue that he's having. Father, we pray for Mo right now. We're thankful, thinking of him, the new cancer treatment, the difficulties that he's having right now. And Lord, we just pray for him and his family as they make decisions and decide the best path forward for with him. Father, we had several, we've had two losses this past couple weeks, and we want to pray for the families who are suffering and in and, and need of our prayers, need of our encouragement. We pray, Father, for the Hunter family with the loss of Gail this past week. Father, we just pray for comfort and peace upon Doug's mom and dad, upon Craig, her son, upon Doug, Camille, Grant, and Jamie, and the, for the difficult loss that they've had uh, with losing Doug's sister. Father, we also pray for Norma Jean Nall at this time with the loss of Bill. We also pray for her and pray for comfort and peace for her at this time. And we ask, Father, that we may find ways to encourage both of these families at this time, that they may find encouragement and strength from their brothers and sisters in Christ as we rally around them. Father, we pray for our eldership here. They're doing a great job in being able to make sure that the church is continuing, that we're staying connected through this video and being able to share in the Word of God with each other and study and prayer and communion. We're so thankful for their leadership and pray, Lord, that you bless them as they make decisions to us for the church and that they look for ways that they can continue to encourage us to continue on and keep on keeping on. Father, we pray, Father, for Mike and Sue, and just be with Mike as he brings a lesson to us this morning. We pray that he will be able to deliver the message on his heart, that that may encourage us to stay the course, and that we may stay faithful in this difficult time. Father, we also want to pray for our youth. We pray, Father, for our youth as they're studying at home, not being able to socialize with their friends, and we just ask, Lord, for intervention on them with regards to their efforts to study at home, stay connected by the internet or FaceTime. But we know it's a difficult time because we are social people and we want to be with people and we want to be around people and we want to encourage people. And, and Lord, I know it's a difficult time for them and just ask Lord for your blessings upon them as we close out the year through um, at home. We also pray for the other, for those that are graduating and may miss out on certain things in life that they would have accustomed to being able to be able to enjoy. But we will rally around them after this and be able to rejoice with them in this time and just ask, Lord, that they stay the course uh, with their studies and finish out the year strong. Father, I want to say, I want to say thank you, Father, for your son, for the gift that you gave us dying on that cross, that we have that forgiveness of sin through him. Father, I want to just pray that you forgive us of our sins, help us to stay strong through this very difficult time, and that way we rely on each other 
and that we look for the day that we can be joined together again uh, in worship with you as a congregation. Be with us now. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
These are really troubling times that we're in. We're in fear of our children or our grandchildren getting sick, or their fear of their parents or grandparents getting sick. But we are really blessed in so many ways. Just amazing that we have the ability to have virtual services. And that's a real plus, although I still really miss meeting with the brothers and sisters. Now, when Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, they were coming into Jerusalem and he sent Peter and John ahead to get an upper room for the Passover. And he gave thanks for the bread and then he broke it and handed it to each one of the disciples and said, take eat, this is my body. Let us pray. Beloved Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that we can be a part of this memorial of your Son and our Savior Jesus for all the sacrifice that he did that we might have hope of eternal life. Father, we pray that you would bless this bread which represents Christ's body and that our sins might be forgiven. Amen. And after they had taken of the bread, he took the cup, the fruit of the vine, and he passed it among them. And he said, take and drink ye all of it. This is the new covenant of my blood for the forgiveness of sins. So let us give thanks now for that cup. Heavenly Father, we continue our thanks to be around your table and remember your son and our Savior Jesus. Help us, Father, to realize all that Jesus did for us that we might have hope of eternal life. He was tortured and crucified on that cruel cross of Calvary. And he died there for our sins. And then on that third day, he arose from the dead and he made it so that we could have hope of eternal life. And that's our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.
Welcome to our worship service. We're glad you're here and glad that you tuned in today. If you're looking for a church that's friendly, that'll accept you as you are, that doesn't care what you've done or where you've been, they still will love you, then when you get a chance, come our way and try the North Brevard Church of Christ. The year was 1932. And there was a presidential election that was hard to predict, even though the situation was tough. For the last three years, there was the Great Depression. 11,000 of the 24,000 banks there were in the United States had gone under, taking people's savings with them. They couldn't get them back, and yet things were, were hard. And so the country decided that they would go with Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And in 1933, Roosevelt decided to give an inauguration speech that would attack the Great Depression. People were scared they'd never come out of it that they lost everything and there was no way out. So he began talking about our Constitution. He began talking about America's right to be together and to fight together. And then he drew it to a conclusion with these words. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. A lot of us are there now. We're scared. We've never done this before. And because we've never done it before, we don't know what's happening or where we're going to be. In the Bible, in Mark chapter 4, Jesus has been preaching and teaching all day. And halfway through the day, he got into a boat. And now it's time in the evening, and Jesus decides, let's get out of here and go to the other side and leave the crowd behind. He wants to rest. And they're just in the boat. And there are two other boats with him. And a furious squall comes up, and the waves break over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping. And the disciples wake him and say, Teacher, don't you care if we all drowned? He got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And the wind died down. It was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. For Jesus, the more he taught, the bigger the crowd grew. And they pressed in on him so that he was getting to the very edge of the water himself. And getting into a boat accomplished a couple things. One, he had room. They would have to get wet to get to it. 
And secondly, it was a great way for your voice to be carried. Water has this unique way of carrying somebody's voice. But he's tired. And so he says, let's go to the other side. And on their way, they encounter a fierce squall. Now this isn't unusual for the Sea of Galilee. This is a picture of the sea, and if you notice, there are mountains that surround the Sea of Galilee. And these mountains give off cold air, and cold air falls. The water, on the other hand, gives off warm air, and warm air rises. And when two of them get together, they cause a storm that swamps many boats. So the, the storm came on them quickly, and their little boats couldn't handle it in their eyes. Now these were fishermen. This isn't the first storm they've been through. They've been through squalls a lot on the Sea of Galilee, but they're scared. And they think they're going to drown. So they look for Jesus, and they see him asleep. It shows you how exhausted he was. And they get to him and they say, don't you care that we're all going to die? And Jesus gets up and he rebukes the storm. And the storm dies down. He says to his disciples, why were you so afraid? Do you have no faith? Now, the original language, that's a good translation, but not the best. For that, we'll go to our friend over in the Amplified Edition, where he asked him, why are you so timid? How is it you have no faith? That is, you don't have enough faith to have a relying trust on Jesus, even after they've seen him do the miracles, even after they've heard his teaching. They didn't have enough trust to cast their cares on Jesus. In our time, we have some people that are running afraid. It's kind of easy to tell whenever they're running afraid. The first thing it is they're able to identify specifically what you're afraid of. Don't be worried if you don't know what's causing the fear. A lot of it's our imagination. People come up and say, well, what if this happens? Or what if that happens? What if this disease doesn't slow down, even after we've sacrificed this much? If it lasts much longer, will it cause more death? What if it intensifies? The thing about these what-ifs and what-could-bes and what-should-bes is they're not real. They're your imagination sort of taking off. Now, there are some places that I see the imagination taking off. And to get rid of making decisions on imaginations that scare you, don't go to the rumors or what somebody else says. Do a reality check. 
When we lived in Pennsylvania, we had a close friend who had two daughters. One was 10 and one was six. The 10-year-old had gone to a movie called Halloween. I hadn't gone, but she wanted to go up to her room and would not go. Because in the movie, there was a man hiding in the closet who had taken out a knife and he had taken somebody and pinned him to the door. And she was afraid this guy named Michael Myers would do the same to her. So she was going to go up whenever some adult could go with her. Her dad looked at me and said, you're nominated. I've been doing this for the last three weeks. And as we started up the stairs, he said, remember when you open the door, you're the first one that he stabs. There wasn't a Michael Myers in her closet. And when we could explain that this was all acting and the man that had played Michael Myers came across with a lot of money, she overcame the fear of going by herself. But there was a second movie entitled Halloween, and Michael Myers was back. And I went over and I said, Cindy, Cindy, let's go see the new movie. She said, oh, I've already been there. It wasn't scary at all. You see, when you do a reality check, you can find out what to be afraid of and what shouldn't be afraid of. Teenagers, when they get their first driver's license, they have a habit of breaking curfew. They're just testing their wings. They now have the car. They don't have to be at home with at any certain time, at least in their minds. My daughter did it. She lost her car for the next weekend, but she had to break curfew. So she was 10 minutes late and she lost the car. But some parents panic when they're not home at the exact minute they're supposed to be. They usually call me up and say, Mike, they're not home. And I said, How, when were they supposed to have been home? They should have been home 15 minutes ago. I said, call me in 15 minutes if they're not there. They call and the kids are there. They just didn't want to come home for curfew. While we were living in North Florida, my little sister came to live with us and she was going through her rebellious stage. So when we told her she had a curfew of midnight, she stayed out a long time, 20 minutes. So I told her, give me the keys to your car. She said no and she closed her door. So I jacked her car up and took all four tires off. My next door neighbor watched me do it. And after I got it finished, he walked over and said, you should have just taken the distributor cap. <laughs> Lots of help he was. We could have panicked. But when you check into reality, don't let it go on. Reality will help you. The other will not. Third, take an action step. This is how you know what's real and what's fake. If you think you've got COVID-19, then call your doctor. Give him your symptoms and see what he says. 
If he says, uh, you've got a sore throat, okay, you don't have a temperature, you don't have a cough, it's not that way, then you're okay. Rumors get started about work. I had one the other day that says that all of the Walmart stores are pulling out of Florida. That's not a good place to go. Walmart's made a commitment to Florida. They've got a lot of investment here. They're not leaving. But it was a rumor that got started. When somebody tells you something, like you are sick and you might have the virus, check it out. Don't check it out with Dr. Google because Dr. Google can leave you down the wrong road. A lot of people check and they have all these marvelous cures, everything from spraying silver and breathing it to eating fish food or drinking bleach. There are so many scams out there. Don't be so afraid that you listen to them. We don't know what will cure COVID-19. Nobody knows. So those that promise a cure aren't telling the truth. Now the disciples' mistake. Remember, God can't handle anything. They forgot Jesus was in the boat. They forgot the powers that he had demonstrated why they were there with him. They forgot that they had the Son of God looking at them. When I call my daughter, Sometimes she has a problem and she tells me about it and sometimes I have a problem and I tell her about it. But she's got a phrase that gets catchy after a while. God's got this. It's a good way to keep your strength. To keep strong. And to remember that God is there. And he does care. So pray about it. Hold on to a faith that God gave you with the assurance that he would do anything for you. I have a friend who does little cartoons for a thing called the back pew. This is his idea of the kind of guy who is a little bit too afraid. He wears goggles, lest something spit up in his eye. He's got on the mask and the gloves, and everywhere he goes, he's got spray disinfectant so he can spray it before he sits down, and then when he gets up, he can spray it again. He's got his toilet paper just in case it runs out in the store. He drinks holy water because the holy water is the only water you can really trust. He's got his wet wipes. And I don't know how Jeff Larson put this in. This man has san hand sanitizer. And with all that, his, his one other fear is taken care of. You see, he's got a zombie apocalypse firearm by his side in case the zombies come after him.
That's what fear does. We can smile about the man, but there are people who are scared. Our God wants you to realize that he sent Jesus to die on a cross so we didn't have to be afraid. We can know he is with us and we don't have to be dismayed for he is our God and he will strengthen us and he will uphold us with his righteous right hand. That's our God. Our God who loves us and cares about us. So when you're afraid, check it out and don't give in to the fear. Thank you for listening. Just a few more days to be
Please bow with me in prayer. Dear Lord, we're thankful for your love. We're thankful for your mercy. We're thankful that you are always there with us. Father, it's tough to be, to isolated, to be isolated, to be away from loved ones, to be away from our friends. It's tough to worry every time we go out to the store or we go somewhere that we just may get sick. Father, help us to ease those pains. Remember that you are always, that you are always there for us. Help us to remember that your word is full of stories of people in peril, people who needed you the absolute most. Father, we're thankful that you've been there for us each and every day of our lives, that you've always taken care of us. You know the number of hairs on our heads. You know our steps. You know our days. And you know our hearts. Father, help us to shape our hearts. Help us to serve. Help us to show love to one another. It may take some, something different. We may have to do things just a little different than we used to. Help us to find that way that we can always show love for you. We can bring honor to your name and to your son. Father, we ask for healing in this great world. Put this virus behind us. We know you have scientists and doctors working around the clock on that. Please bless each one of them. Please bless those in our government who are working to make things better for each one of us. Help them to, to touch lives. Help them to make a difference. Father, we, we ask for your blessings on the teachers. We're trying to teach kids in a way that they've never really done before. Bless our kids to continue to learn and bless parents with the strength and the wisdom to help them. Father, we ask for your blessing on each one of us because we know that you're faithful. We see that in your word. We see that in the history. We know that you're there. Please be with us to keep us strong, keep us faithful, keep us moving forward till the day that your son comes again. We ask for your love, your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Um, as the isolation continues, the social distancing continues, look for special words, special encouragement on social media. Reach out to your friends. Reach out to your loved ones. Reach out to those who you know are having a hard time. They'd love to hear from you. Help us to uh, stay faithful. That's it. Be safe. Be faithful. We love you and we miss you. Until we meet you again.